The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today podcast. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here with one of the better DFS sharks in the industry, Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you, Andrew? Doing great, Coach. This is a weekend edition, Saturday night, getting ready for the Sunday slate. I know, you can't beat that. Everybody's chilling, watching games, getting ready for tomorrow. Got a cool little five-game slate with uh, a fun early game at 3.30 Eastern, Golden State, Oklahoma. So there's an actual triple header on one of the stations tomorrow. I think the 3.30 and then a 7 and a 9.30 game. So basketball like crazy. I love it. Yeah, competing with NBA tomorrow or NFL, but um... – yeah, nothing wrong with a triple header. That's and right. you can always flip back and forth, maybe get two TVs going and watch both at the same time. Yeah, no doubt, man. I'd, I'll be flipping all over the place here with uh, some of the games on at the same time. That's been the toughest part with getting used to uh, some of these 11-game slates coming back is you can't – you know, you start watching one game and getting into it, and then you're missing something else, and you flip around so much – I didn't even know who I was rooting for half the time the other night. (laughs) (laughs) There aren't enough hours in the day. No, there's not, man. That's for sure. Well, before we get running here, let me uh, do our our sponsor reads. First of all, our presenting sponsor and main sponsor, as always, is Fantasy Draft. They have partnered with HoopBall to bring DFS seven days a week free content, which I think is the best in the industry. And so we thank them. You want to definitely get to fantasydraft.com, sign up with the promo code HoopBall, and get your seven-day free membership up to $1,000 in contests. Uh, We also have uh, some other uh, sponsors that are very important to us. MyBookie.ag, a great site for for betting uh, sports. You definitely want to jump on there. And uh, our... Old Buddies Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. They've been with HoopBall since day one. We all enjoy our uh, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. I know I heard last night's show, and I heard you haven't tried it yet, so we got to get you on Amazon and get you a quick box here. Absolutely. That's on the to-do list, Coach. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, well, fantastic. Uh, we will jump in because, you know, again, we're – Saturday night games are, are just uh, sort of all getting crunching right now. So we are going to prepare you for the Sunday slate as we always do. Uh, we try to get this out late night, uh, the night before the game, so that in, you know first thing in the morning and throughout your day, you can start building lineups and, and getting a bunch of input towards your lineups instead of trying to jam them in at the end of the day. And then um, – you know, that gives you that opportunity. So that's been working out well. We've got a great response, uh, you know, with releasing the show early. But with that, you have to keep track of the changes the next day. 
that is so imperative because in in the NBA, different from uh, DFS players that play football, baseball, whatever, it's if one change can completely flip your lineup and you know uh, put you to the top or or take you right out of the money because you know you're only playing eight nine guys on some of these sites and you know you can't afford to to take a guy that got benched or or scratched. So make sure. You know, as all day tomorrow, you know, listen to our show in the morning with your Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. Uh, get your my bookie AG, uh, dot AG bets in and then uh, sit back and, and start building your fantasy draft lineups and uh, go to Twitter at Hoopball Fantasy. All of our blurbing and all of our guys, Miles and Andy, are going to keep updating everything there. For any changes, uh, you can always get uh, me at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. My man, Andrew, at Language Olympic, all, all one word. And uh, our third wheel, and he is a third wheel, a flat tire <laughs> third wheel. That's at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And go to hoop-ball.com, look, go to the forums. And look for the DFS thread. That is where Miles and Andy are just hitting that up constantly. So we're we're 24-7, man, you know. There's no getting around it. Seven days a week. You got it. All right. We jump in. And uh, I am Golden State, Oklahoma City, man. Go ahead. You got it. Let's uh, Let's hit it. All right. Well, for the Thunder, I know you were all over Shea Gilgis Alexander, and he really is taking off. So I'm curious to hear more of your thoughts about him. But he's the primary player I have circled in this game, um, just really coming into his own. And the Thunder have to be excited about him uh, being on their franchise now. He's he's a real keeper. The other Thunder player that I'm interested in is Stephen Adams. And the question mark here is what's what's going to go on on the other side of the ball with Looney? Is he going to play? I haven't seen any news, but I know he had, uh, you know, a flare up of the hamstring issue. So right. it wouldn't surprise me if he sits or is severely limited. And if he if he is or if he's out, then who's going to slow down Stephen Adams? Exactly. Marquise Chris, I guess. I, I don't know, or Amari Spellman. But I'm with you on that one, man. I agree. So, you know, that's the key piece of news here. Then on the on the flip side, when I'm looking at Golden State, uh, you know, on a five-game slate potentially, Steph is somebody you have to pay attention to. I mean, he's not going to take this, you know, a 20-point loss at home lightly. I don't think he's resigned to missing the the playoffs per the prediction of Charles Barkley. I think he's going to um, certainly come out strong. But the problem with this game is going to be a, a little bit of a slower pace. I don't think the Thunder are going to be any in any hurry to be running up and down the court with the Warriors and get, giving the ball back to Steph. So not quite as interested as I as I would be usually in Steph on a five game slate. Um, I'm going to mention one value play here in this game. It's Eric Paschal. Mm. I've been really excited about him coming out of Villanova. And he's 
taken a little time to sort of get get going. Yeah. And he's he's one of those guys who, you know, may be a little bit stronger as a basketball player per se than than fantasy, but he actually put up the fantasy points last last game and, and he had thirty one minutes. He went yeah. fourteen, four, three, and two. Wow. So at, at a near minimum price, Pascal's a great value if he can go anywhere near that performance in, in the next game. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that was a sneaky uh, stat line that I did not see. So, uh, you know, very cool. But, uh, yeah, I you know, people forget that Chris Paul is, is an elite defender. And I think he'll, he'll give uh, Steph some trouble. So I'm not going to spend my, my wad on, on Steph. He's super expensive. He is a hard fade because he's a, a usage monster for them. But it's on the roll, road in OKC. OKC's crowd is always fired up and ready to go. And uh, I'm going to use two uh, Thunder guys. I'm, I'm going to keep riding Shea right, into the, uh, right on the money train into the sunset, I hope, here. He's been awesome. And D'Angelo Russell's a fairly poor defender. And I believe that's who will be guarding him initially. So I'm sticking with Shea, and I love your take on Steven Adams. I think that, uh, you know, so far he hasn't had a matchup like this where he can really dominate the paint, and I think that he will uh, create a lot of trouble for Golden State. So those are two two guys I'm going to plug and play in all my lineups. Um, and really, uh, on the Golden State side, um, like I said, I'm going to fade Curry. Um you know, and Russell, I, I'm just not real thrilled about any of them. And, uh, you know, the big guy rotation, if Looney is out, which I'm anticipating with what you said and with what I read that he will be, then I am going to use Marquise Chris. And the reason I'm going to use him is just I got to think he's going to play like 32 to 35 minutes because, you know, the only – break he gets will probably be from Spellman. They just, you know, Stein, uh, Collie Stein and is still out and, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to try to have Pascal, uh, guard, uh, you know, the big. So I, I think, uh, I think Chris, it definitely comes into play, uh, if Looney is scratched. Yeah. All right. Man. Uh, go ahead. Oh yeah, I just Golden State's really got to be frustrated. I mean, not only dealing with Clay Thompson being out, but they're bigs. They can't get anybody healthy there. Willie Cauley Stein and, and Looney, that's a nice duo, but both of them are either out or, or hampered. So tough start for the uh for the Warriors here. You know, I I know it's easy to jump on, you know, the, what everybody's saying and everything that's going on and and you know, all the chatter and the Barkley stuff and all that baloney. But the bottom line is um, they they just seem like they look like they're packing it in. It just didn't look good. They the body language, you know, uh, the bench, you know, the announcement of Clay probably not playing at all this year. It's uh, you know I hate to say it, but this could be uh, you know a, a, a fade year for Golden State where they just maybe try to package D'Angelo and load up on some picks. Maybe you can get a lottery pick. It's possible. So uh, I know it sounds bizarre, but uh, 
man, it sure looks like that's possible, you know? That would not surprise me. Yep. All right, let's go to game two. It is a, a 6 o'clock, so weird time, a 6 o'clock Eastern start. Uh, make sure you take note of that. Uh, it's Brooklyn and Memphis. You want to jump into this one? Okay. This is a game that on paper you know, I'd potentially like to stack and, and get a significant number of players from this game. The problem is on the net side, there's so much balance with those guys on the wing, Laver, Prince, Dinwiddie, and that's going to be a big question mark for me all season long is other than Kyrie, who else are we going to play? Yeah. Or if we're going to fade Kyrie, you know, can we get two of those other three I just named? Because they're always, you know, much more lower priced. So you can pair two of those up and and pile up the points. So even though there was a lot of balance for those three in the last game, I think I'm going to zero in on Levert. And the reason I'm doing that is because Levine, as a shooting guard, had such a good game against the Grizzlies. You know, yeah. who, who is it? Dylan Brooks? I mean, I don't I yeah. don't see him being a real defensive stalwart. No, he's uh, – I think he ranked 43rd out of uh, – 67 for the whole year defensive real plus minus for last year because I just alluded to him the other day he's definitely not one of the better defenders all right so so good Lavert is in for me then and then Kyrie maybe a 20 percent of a tournament lineup for me um on the other side of the ball I, I wanted to get going here with Brandon Clark as one of my primary value plays on this slate, but news just popped up here Saturday night that he's questionable. Yeah. So that throws that one for a real loop. Yeah. And it looks like he's probably going to be out. It's it's uh, sort of looking as though he's going to be out. Yeah. yeah. So there goes one of the value plays potentially. And Josh I've been interested in John Moran so far contact. this year. Hart just lost Frustrating that last time out, he put it into his own chin. took nine shots he slammed the ball to the and ground. only had five assists. So he just, yeah. didn't, just didn't really produce. So probably going to mostly fade him. You know, again, maybe 10% of 10 or 20% of tournament lineups. You know, maybe this is the game where he turns it around and gets more aggressive. Um, but uh, overall, even though I think this could be high scoring, just not a lot of players popping out for me. Yeah, no, no I don't blame you. Um, I've got a quiz question for you, though. Okay. I know it's it's super, super early, and it's a tiny uh, sample size, but do you know who leads the NBA in pace right now? Miami Heat. No, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Can you believe that? Well, the, I just looked up the numbers. I mean, the, the Heat have only played – well, it's 7.30 Saturday night, so I guess if you're counting the Saturday game that they just played. Well, I wasn't counting that. <laughs> okay, so because I, I looked it up earlier this afternoon. Miami was listed number one, and the Grizzlies were fourth. Oh, but okay. either way, they're both on this slate, and the point is they're both top five. So, exactly. So, so go ahead with your point on the Grizzlies. Well, the point on the Grizzlies is, you know, it, and I may have mentioned this on a few shows, but I just want, it's such an edge. I want to make sure our listeners catch it is, you know, every, for years and years now, I mean, 
since DFS has been around, whatever, six years or whatever it's been, Memphis has been known as a grindhouse. Slow it down, great defense, you know, grit and grind. You have the Tony Allens and the Marcus Alls and, and Mike Connollys and all that. So people always fade Memphis games. Just that, you know, getting burned with it so many times and not having any trust in them. And now they are so speedy. And that helped uh, us make a lot of money in the preseason. And so far this season, because Memphis has been right at the top in pace with their new coach Jenkins and with these new young guys, they are really pushing the ball. So I love uh, playing guys in Memphis games now because they're generally a little lower owned. No one's caught on to it. The pricing hasn't all caught up. So I'm just going to stay right with that theme in this game. I also love Karis LeVert. I don't think they have anybody that can match up with them. The other guy I love is Torian Prince. He's been getting huge minutes. He had 41 minutes in the first game. Uh, he's getting all the minutes at four. Kuruks looks terrible. There's nobody else really pushing him for minutes. And I like those two guys as two guys that will be in a game that's going to be up-paced and pushed. And I think it. I think they're really solid plays uh, in this game. <clears throat> I'm not going to go with Kyrie just because, you know, he is sort of scoring dependent. He's going to get you a ton of points and assists, but he really doesn't rebound or stuff like that. So if he doesn't have one of his explosion games, which he looks stinking awesome lately, but you know, this is their first road game. You know, he had his two home games. So I think he's going to have a little regression. So I'm going to stick with Levert and Prince on that side of the ball. And then uh, on the Memphis side, you know, I, I, know you were really high on jaw and I sort of was against him a little bit. Uh, and I still think he's finding his way. And I think it's going to be, take a little bit of time. And I still, you know, I know I mentioned this last time, but I still think Tyus Jones will smoke a couple of his minutes. And, uh, you know, I love him too, but I'm not going to go there just yet. Um, I'm actually going to go with a guy, and I can't believe I'm going to do it because I, I can't stand taking this guy because he invariably gets in immediate foul trouble. And you know I've been trash-talking him all, all this time so far, but I'm going to take Triple J. The reason I'm going to take Triple J is even if, when he fouls out in 25 minutes, I think he can do a lot of damage. Joe Val still on a minutes restriction and Clark is more than likely out. I know Bruno Caboclo will get a few minutes, but Jackson's got to, he needs to play well in this game. And Brooklyn is always horrible against uh, the other teams, four and five men, even with Jordan there, they're just not good. Allen's a lousy defender and, uh, so I'm 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 high on Triple J, which is terrifying to me. I'm gonna have to take about three Advil before even putting that game on. But I'm going with him, and so that's that's my take on that game. Any comment? Yeah, I I do like Triple J. I mean he he got he made big strides in the second game, put up much better numbers. And you're right. If Clark is out, he that should solidify his minutes even more and maybe bump him up closer to 36 or so. 
if he can limit the foul trouble. And so maybe in those lineups that I put Jaw in, the, the few lineups, maybe I'll pair those together and get four J's, Triple J and Jaw, and, oh, and hope for some lobs and some passes to each other for some threes. Hey, you, you know what? That's not a bad uh, strategy. I've used that before. Uh, you know, pair two guys together and they just go off. It's awesome. All right. We got a seven o'clock game, game three, Portland at my Dallas Mavericks. And I've officially refused to ever fade uh, my man Luca anymore. I've faded him a little bit lately because I keep thinking. He's not going to get all the minutes, and he's had some good defenders against him. But the man is insane. It's you know the 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 big thing with him right now is he is sort of metamorphosized into like Westbrook when he was with the Thunder or Harden, you know, with the Rockets. Everybody clears out. He gets tons of defensive rebounds and then runs the break with the ball. So he's going to get 10, 12 rebounds a game at this, you know, like a Westbrook or Harden do. And then he just sees the floor so well. He's shooting so well. He's just a, a nightmare matchup for everybody. And I just, you know, I, I just can't believe how well he's playing. And it's a home game against Portland. And I, you know, I'm going to jump on the Luka bandwagon. I know it's probably the kiss of death for the poor kid because <laughs> I've been seeing him lately, <laughs> but uh, he just looks so uh, advanced. I mean, he's going to be an all-star this year, man. He's just, uh, he at times is just unstoppable. He's so powerful. So, you know, it's like Harden when he gets the ball and you're one-on-one -on -one against him between the power dribble to the basket or the step back, you're sort of dead. So it's, I mean, it's been so much fun to watch. So, I'm going on the Luca bandwagon there. Um, you know, I'll pr I doubt I'll ever play anybody from Dallas at least until the All-Star break other than Luca or Przingis because I know Carlisle, he rotates 8 billion people and I know DeLon Wright had a, a standout game and that's awesome because that's very important for the Mavericks to be successful, but I don't trust any of the other minutes on that team. And I think Porzingis will have a little bit more trouble uh, against uh, some of the bigs from Portland. Uh, so I'm going to go with strictly Luka uh, on that side of the ball. And then um, on the Portland side, you know, it's I think Dame is, is just so darn good. I think I'm going to spend the majority of my money in this game by taking Dame and Luka. And I just, you know... I'm not as impressed with CJ this year. He looks like he's a, just not quite where he was. I mean, I know he's still putting up good numbers and getting good minutes, but I think Dame is is just a step above. And uh, so I'm going with just these those two guys. They're the big money guys, but I'm going to base my lineup around them. Me too. Nice. I got those those are my two pay up guards on this slate. I, I may have them in 75 or 80 percent of my tournament lineups. You know, we we I also pointed out Luca's defensive rebounds, how he had eight two games ago, and then he had nine in that triple double against the Pelicans. Yeah. So he's just he's just phenomenal, and I don't see any reason why Portland's going to slow him down. So 
all over Luca. And I actually, I'm glad you mentioned DeLon Wright because that's the one I wanted to ask you about. You're all over the Mavs, and you know I've heard you talk about the mess off the bench, which is, which you know I agree with. But you know maybe he is going to finally rise to the occasion here and be that second ball handler who we want to have some shares of. So I'm I'm somewhat interested in him. And then yeah. the He'll only other guy, lot. I bet you he grabs a lot of ownership tomorrow. Yep. based on that last game and it just I, and I get it but it just it smells funny to me it just it looks looks like you know the the road runner on the uh the coyote when he sees the big sucker in the in the middle of the and you know it's too good to be true then the rock falls on his head and that's just how it's it's this is one of those <laughs> spots that just uh that, that looks that way to me so not to interrupt you but I you know I I see that one as being, uh, you know, just a not a strong play. All, All right, right, go so ahead. Let's be, but we'll be wary of that trap. Uh, yes. The, the other trailblazer I have some interest in is is Whiteside, and mm. you know, big question mark. How is gonna, how is he going to react to his new surroundings? I noticed after the game uh, last night, being Friday night, um, the interview on the court. They interviewed Lillard and Whiteside next to each other, and Whiteside was really just happy and excited, and you know, just sort of a different attitude than I've seen from him. You know, you yeah. kind of always see him moping around in Miami, and yeah, you know, maybe he's kind of been reborn here. And if he's feeling good and putting up, you know, full stat line, then I'm going to start playing more Whiteside than I would have predicted. Yeah, no, I think that's a great take, and and he is the one guy I didn't mention that is on the bubble for me. I mean, I don't think Maxi Kleba can guard him at all, so I don't know if they'll put Porzingis on him initially or how they're going to do that, but uh, if Kleba's on him, and I'm going to read into that a little bit tomorrow, then Whiteside immediately comes into play, because you're right, he's He's such a weird dude. I mean, let's just call it what it is. And he's one of those guys you could tell if if everything's going his way and he's happy, he's he's really good out there. If he's, you know, mopey or things aren't going his way, he's just awful. So, you know, you, you're right. As long as he keeps this positive attitude right now, uh, he certainly has got to be considered. Yeah, and Dwight Powell's already been ruled out here on Saturday yeah. night. So, um yeah, let's keep an eye on Whiteside here for sure. That could be a great play. All right, we have two games left. Uh, just again, real quickly, uh, fantasy draft. Make sure uh, on Sunday, which is uh, tomorrow, but you may be listening to this on Sunday morning, uh, that's when fantasy draft has their big Hooters NFL contest. I believe it's $350,000 guaranteed, no rake. So get in there and play that. Uh, I I don't play that one because I haven't got a clue. But uh, get in there with some of those guys and, and try to take down the big bucks. You, I mean, it's it's certainly worth it. Um, so we thank them. And then, you know, their their basketball contests have been terrific. They've had a $30,000 guaranteed pick and roll and a $7,500 guaranteed uh, layup contest. It's only 5 bucks to get in. So you definitely want to uh, – jump on there and play that. And then uh, 
you know, big thanks to who Paul Dan Bespers. I know he's been uh, going like 17, 18 hours a day, just getting all of this rolling with hoop ball. And, you know, it's a big thing to, to bite off when you start a, an NBA DFS uh, podcast seven days a week when you had it zero days a week the, the year before. So he's done an awesome job really, you know, keeping all of that uh, together and going and posted and produced. And, and so we thank him. But, uh, you know, you can listen to us on anywhere podcasts are found. We're pushed out by Red Circle. So we are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, you name it. Take a, a second or two if you can. And we'd really appreciate it. Hit five stars, likes, thumbs up. You know, give us a, a quick positive review. That really helps uh, keep uh, all of our sponsors happy. And we really do appreciate it. So uh, definitely want to jump on that. All right, man. We got two games to go. And then we are going to get about our Saturday nights here. We have this speedy up... Uh, up-tempo that used to be slow-paced Miami Heat with Justice Winslow as the starting point guard, which I never thought I would say those words. It's interesting. And they're going against the Minnesota Timberwolves and the monster they call Cat that led me to some big cash money with his beautiful 82-point fantasy game in his last outing. So I'm a big Cat fan. What do you like in Miami, Minnesota, my man? Miami, Minnesota. Well, let's talk about Miami because they're playing right now as we speak, and they just went into overtime. And Uh-oh. back Sunday, to back, and they're yeah, coming Sunday's, off in overtime. Exactly. Yikes. back to back. So let's see if there's any announcements about sharing minutes or guys taking the second night off. But assuming everybody is in, then you know Jimmy Butler's still out after the birth of his daughter, so. That usage is being split up between Winslow, Nunn, and Dragic. And then there's also some Tyler Hero interest. But for me, it's those other it's those first three guys. And so I, I'm I'm gonna build some lineups where I pair those three together and put Cat on the other side. Yeah. I've been mostly fading him so far, just um, trying to build some more balanced lineups. Or you know paying up for some of the other higher priced players, but I can't. I mean I love Cat, and so it's been hard to do it, and I, I just can't. I can't miss out anymore. So um, I'll, I'll I'll pair Cat with those three guys, and then the one value play here that I have some interest in is is, is Shabazz Napier. Yeah. Twenty minutes. So let's look at his price. But he's, you know, he's. Getting more and more confidence here as as he becomes not a grizzled veteran, but you know he's I think he's sort of solidified his place in the league as a real solid backup point guard. So um, he may fit into some lineups just because of his price. That makes sense. That's it for those two squads for you. Yeah, because Covington he only played 18 minutes last game, and I don't know why because he only had three fouls, so he wasn't hmm. in foul trouble. I haven't heard any explanation of why, I, so I don't know if I missed something. But Well, they did blow the team out, so I don't know if that – but still, that's really low. I haven't read anything about it, but that is a concern for sure. Hmm. 
All right. Well, interesting. Well, as I mean, this is going to be one of those. I mean, you do got to uh, put a giant circle around the fact that you've got to read the news on Miami tomorrow. I mean, they're on a road trip. Uh, they're way shorthanded. They don't have Butler. They don't have Dion Waiters. They don't have James Johnson. I mean, they are shorthanded on a road trip playing a back-to-back. They have to fly to Minnesota for tomorrow's game. So there's inevitably going to be some minutes splitting and shifting around in this game. Um, you know, I have no idea, you know, what that's going to look, look like. The only thing I can say, though, is generally what I've noticed with Spolster in the past is when he has these types of situations, he usually leans on his super young guys and his rookies. And to me, that keeps Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn in play. So I think, you know, I would expect the guys that will get a little bit of break would be, you know, certainly Dragic, maybe Bam, maybe Winslow a little bit. So, you know, again, big asterisks on this one. Got to keep an eye out tomorrow, but I'm going to look initially at the two young guys, uh, Hero and uh, and Nunn. Um, on the other side of the ball, um, you know, how do you spend the money on all these guys when we live in a salary cap world and you want to play some of the other big name guys? It's very difficult. And, you know, Cat is going to be the highest priced guy on the slate. And, you know, it's just, I, I don't know, man. I, I may very, very hesitantly fade him. I don't want to, but I may. Um, the guy I'm sort of looking for uh, here, in it's sort of in uh, against maybe your take a little bit, is Jeff Teague. I, I agree. Shabazz has played great. He's a proven solid backup. But this is still Jeff Teague's team. I think that, you know, the pace and the young guards of Miami, uh, I think he'll be able to take advantage of them, you know, as a crafty veteran. So I sort of like Teague tomorrow as a guy that will be somewhat low-owned and I think uh, may get some good run. But, you know, it, it will be with tears in my eyes uh, that I may fade Cat tomorrow just because of salary, man, you know? That is a big gamble. It but, is. you know, we, we both want to play Luka and Lillard. Yep. So maybe he gets squeezed out. Yeah, and if I can get Adams at center to just, you know, get within maybe 15 points of him, then I could survive that, you know? That's my thinking. Yeah, mm. And and you know Teague he makes sense. I, I just I'm I'm shying away from him looking at things like shot attempts. Last game he only took four shots. Yeah. And obviously Cat's going off and gobbling up a lot of the shots. Wiggins has been more aggressive. Um, there were three guys in double figures with shot attempts in the starting lineup: Towns, Wiggins, and Covington. And your boy Graham took eight shots. So yeah. there were only four left over for Teague. So. You know, he certainly could provide a solid return, but I'm just more interested in some of the other guards here on this slate. Well, his price has been going down, and he's going to be super low-owned. And, 
you know, I like the the veteran guys going when they're going against younger backcourts. And again, it's a risk. I mean, there's going to be some risk reward tomorrow, but you know, we could easily come on this show and give you the the two best guys on all ten of these teams and say play them and feel good about it. But you're not going to be able to get but three of those guys in your lineup when you have to deal with salary. So that's what we try to do. We try to be real on this show and say, you know, the guys we're going to focus on as our main guys, and they're going to cost a lot, and then find some mid-level and, and cheaper guys that will help you build out your lineup. Because the last thing you want to do is waste 45 minutes listening to us tell you to play 10% of all the studs on the entire roster for I me. Mean, it just makes no sense. So we're going to keep plugging and trying to find the, find the gold nuggets for you, and we're going to do that in our last game, which is the night game at 9 Central, or I'm sorry, 9 Eastern, Charlotte and your Los Angeles Lakers. No, I'm just kidding. You don't <laughs> like the Lakers. No. What do, you got, what do you got with Charlotte and the Lakers? Let's see. A bunch of notes here, but the only thing Uh-oh. I have circled is a guy you may be forgetting about since he missed the last game. That's Tyler Zeller. He's nice. back. It's actually Cody Zeller, but if you want to play Tyler, I'll, I'll play in a heads up. I knew I was going to do that. <laughs> oh, boy. Tyler's out of the league, man. I think he's he's selling State Farm insurance or something. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tyler's- That's all right, bro. You, I'll give you this one. If it was a Patri, I'd beat you up, but I'll let you go. So whatever Zeller is playing on the Hornets, That's then Cody, sir. he's the one I want because uh, he missed the last game after the death of his grandfather. Yes. But before that, he played 35 minutes. Yeah. And he, I think he's going to slot right back in there. He went 15, 12, and 1. So he's one of those mid-priced guys that I think is going to go very well. If we pay up for Luca and Lillard – get a little bit cheaper with Adams as one of our centers, and now we can add Zeller, then I think we're well on our way to a strong lineup. So he's the primary guy I'm looking for at the with, with the Hornets. The guard situation, again, needs to be discussed and considered. Rozier, again, yep. played far less minutes than Devontae Graham. This time he was in foul trouble. He had five fouls. Yeah. And he produced pretty well in his 17 minutes with 11, 1, and 10. But Graham was was real strong again. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if they split minutes. And the, the Lakers are worst in pace, slowest pace so far in the yeah. league. Isn't so I don't think we've got a bunch of extra possessions for these guards. No. So And, and the Lakers' defensive backcourt has been pretty strong so far. So I'm going to I'm going to fade both of these Hornets guards again. Hmm. And for some of the same reasons, you know, talking about the Lakers pace, I'm going to fade LeBron and AD again as well. I, I think they're just going to split up a lot of the usage. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't think there's going to be a high scoring game. LeBron was near triple double last time out. So, you know, maybe he goes off here. But again, the higher-priced guys, I'm more interested in Lillard and Luka, and I would probably go Cat over LeBron here if I'm going to pay up for another star. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, good takes. And I know you know Cody Zeller coming back will definitely help the interior of the Hornets. They look just horrific inside. They 
they tried. You got to remember the other thing too is that the Hornets without Zeller are the ones that Cat went berserk on, and you know he was being guarded a bunch of the time by old man Marvin Williams. That's how bad it was. So yeah, you know that's that's something to remember a little bit too on the on the Cat. You know, even if he regresses back to 55 or something. You know, it's it's a lot different than 80, 82. But uh, but anyway, I you know, I, I think that that will help them. But I'm going to go with my third star here to match up with Lillard and and Luca is Anthony Davis. I just think A.D., you know, will have his way with this squad. P.J. Washington's a rookie starting at the four, um, you know, do they put Zeller on him initially? You know, it just, if uh, JaVale McGee or, or or Howard starts, I'm not sure they can do that. So I just like the matchup for Davis. I think he just crushes uh, this group. You know, my biggest concern is the Lakers are going to blow them out. And, you know, that's why I'm not going to load up on this game because we could see a bunch of split minutes if they do blow them out. But I'm also going to use the theory of the reason they blow him out is I think Anthony Davis is going to go off. So he's going to be my main play from this game. Um, and, you know, the really from the Charlotte side, I'm sort of pumped because I gave a little bit of shout out to the two Graham boys, the Minnesota and the Charlotte Graham. And they both played pretty good, especially Devontae, man. He can shoot it. So I don't know. Uh, I'm with you. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole with the Rozier-Graham split minutes thing because uh, Bacon's still getting minutes. Monk's in the mix. Uh, Cody Martin's been good, too. He looked great when he came in. You know, he's the t- they have the two twin brothers, and one stinks and the other one's playing great, so who can figure? Uh, but, uh, but anyway, I'm not going to go with any of the guards there for those particular reasons. Um and I'm really, I just, I'm going to fade Charlotte, man. I just, I think this game go can go sideways quick. And I think they could go to the bench and there could be just a monster rotation of people. So, you know, I'm going to go with AD on that side of the ball for sure. Uh, you know, there's a couple other possibilities. I think Rondo, did you see any late news on Rondo? I have not. Okay, because that's something to keep a big eye on, too, because if he's back, that changes everything in their rotation. And he becomes, to me, he becomes playable. I know that seems weird because you think he'd be eased back in, but, you know, he's a a fantasy points per minute kind of guy. And uh, I'm interested to, uh, to see how that goes. So let's keep an eye on that news tomorrow. Um, and, and that may be somebody we want to look at. The other guy that's looked solid as a rock is Danny Green. I, I mean, he's just so cheap that he is always an option and he's always going to just produce his 25 points or whatever the case may be and, and get it done. So, um, you know, I, I, I think he's an option also. Uh, but other than that, you know, I just, I'm, I'm concerned of blowout here, and, and that really just jumbles everything up with, uh, with rotational minutes. So that's it, man. What else you got? 
Yeah, I, I hear you on, on Rondo. He's, he's worth considering uh, based on his price. But, yeah, I'm just generally going to shy away from this game. I've have, I do have a little more interest in AD now that you um, shared some of those takes. But, again, just, you know, it's going to be a higher pace with those other three games, Nets, Grizzlies, Heat, Timberwolves, Blazers, Mavericks. So the uh, majority of my players are going to come from those games. Fantastic. Well, I think we gave a, a good, fair assessment of the five games. And, you know, it, it uh, I think it'll be a good uh, good opportunity for everybody to uh, make some money. And, and uh, we, you know, there's some value in there as well. So, um, you know, I, I think it's going to be, uh, be pretty darn good. Um, all right. Any, any final thoughts or comments? No, have fun. It's a, it's, it's nice that it's a little bit smaller slate, so less news to keep track of. But I uh, hope everyone out there has a good Sunday. Whether they, you know, put more lineups in in the NBA or NFL, should be a fun day. No doubt about it. All right, man. Well, sounds great. Uh, we appreciate all of you uh, and the listeners. We're growing like we tripled in the first week uh, of the NBA. So it's, we are catching the wave, catching the momentum. So we thank you for that. Keep joining us. Uh, feel free to hit us up anytime on Twitter uh, with questions, comments, you know, stuff you want us to go over in the show, stuff you like, dislike, whatever it is. We, we love feedback. And I'm going to give you those Twitters one, uh, handles one more time. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He's at Language Olympic. All one word there. And at Micah Potri, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And uh, we, we look forward uh, to, to being with you for, for uh, another week of NBA that's going to be coming up here. Week two already. So we're, we're getting uh, getting it going. So we thank you for joining us on Hoopball NBA DFS today. For my partner, Andrew Hansen, not the old, young, Mean Micah Patria, who was bad-mouthing me last time. Don't think I forgot it at the end of the show. <laughs> Mr. Apatria, we're going to get you. Uh, but I'm Coach, and we will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. Thank you. Have a good night. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.